Listener Production. A massive edition of the Footy Talk podcast for your Monday. Jay-Z's top three news items, Jay-Z's top four headlines. Abby Holmes buys in on the booing the buddy situation, plus much, much more. This is the Footy Talk podcast. Footy Talk podcast time for your Monday, your daily dose of footy, the latest news, interviews and analysis from the world of AFL. And when I think of all those things, I think of only two people, the wonderful, the low-maintenance Abby Holmes. (laughs) Abby, welcome. Is that all you got for us this week, Dale? The intro last week, you've got to continue to get better and better. We've got no rhymes or poems Mm, or... That was outstanding. Once a month. Once Once a month. month, I'll uh, I'll lift and do that, but the rest of it, you're just going to get the low run-of-the-mill sort of stuff. And (laughs) as I welcome the man to my right, the High maintenance, the yes. number one journo in football, Mr. Jay Z Clark. We were having a discussion off air then about who might be the most high maintenance in their relationship, and mm. I feel like it's me after yeah. the quick chat we had, but that's okay. I'm um, such low maintenance. I yes. don't even see kids. That's something someone high maintenance would say. Anyway, <laughs> this isn't the point of it. We are here to talk footy, yes. and after a massive weekend of games, somebody tipped nine. Oh, yep. oh boy, yep. it was me. Did I'm you? a guru. Yes, uh, that includes not tipping the blues, but there's plenty of news knocking yep. around, so we're not going to wait to the second no. seg. We're going to rip the bed. And get straight yeah. into it. Compelling day of footy uh, yesterday, and I think the Collingwood win over uh, Sydney was really significant because of the tactics and mm. some of the cheap shots, dirty tactics. Mm. Josh Dacos said that Sydney was using against his brother Nick. So we've been sort of talk- see this is in the context of over the past um, seven rounds of the season, we've been saying why don't opposition teams really starts to ramp up the physical pressure on Nick Dacos, who's the favourite for the Brownlow medal. And on Sunday, oh boy, we saw it. Yep. But but we speak to his brother after the game and he says this has got to stop, right? Because he's saying elbows into the ribs, you know, the hounding tactics. What did you think, Daisy? I'll get your opinion in a sec too, Abby. What do you think this says about the Collingwood culture when young Nick gets attacked, right, and you see Braden Maynard and Brody Mychek and the rest of the boys go absolutely spare defending him. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. I love the tactic from Sydney too. You can't let the best player from the opposition just go about their business and not expect any sort of physicality. Did they overstep the mark though? Well, they gave away one free kick, so arguably not. None of them have been sighted. There's enough cameras. There's enough umpires on mm. the ground. Yes, it might have been a touch dirty, but you've got to do whatever. You, it's a serious business out there. Yep. As long as you're not physically harming him like elbows yeah. in the ribs and cracking ribs or whatever it is. Yep. But there's umpires and uh, cameras, as I say. The response from the Pies yeah. boys, brilliant. Mm. Yeah. Allowing Nick just to go about his business. He didn't have to fly the flag that much himself. Would have if he needed to. After he set up the second goal, he went to Ryan Clark, but then everyone just descended on Ryan Clark <laughs> and anyone. And you just show that it's genuine care. This yeah. isn't manufactured nah. BS like we see so often yep. to try and get a response. This yeah. is, right, we love this bloke. He's one of our better players. You come for him. Mm. Good luck. We're yeah. coming for all of you. Love it. I couldn't have loved it anymore. <laughs> I agree. And I loved yeah. it from both angles because yeah. for the past, what, month, five weeks or so, we've been going, why are sides just letting Nick yeah. Dacos go about his yep. business Run on free. any given day? Yeah. So Sydney... John Longmire, they came in, they had a plan to try and rattle him and, mm. and to try and get him off and his game. a team plan to every a person he plan. ran past. Yes. Everyone checked him. Yes. If he's running, he was not out in space without any checking yep. yesterday. Yep. But from Collingwood's perspective, I love that. The yep. fact that they, they rallied behind him, they knew it yep. was going to come at yep. some point in time this season. Yep. Yes, it happened in round eight against Sydney, but... I loved it, and I loved the fact that they just got around him and they didn't rely on him to yep. win them games. Yep. And that, that's what Craig McRae's got with the stock that he's got at the so moment. So funny is that, that 
25 possessions is his season low. Yeah, yes. isn't it? Isn't that? Uh, it's take, an absolute piss take around four games, I think. <laughs> Correct. But credit to him. Yeah. And he's he had, such a young player in his second year of footy, and he's yeah. a Brownlow favourite, and he's yeah. getting the attention that he's getting because he deserves it. Broadly, interesting tactic from Sydney. So they tried to deny Collingwood the ball. They did want to get caught up in the shootout, right? So they chip-chip sideways, mm-hmm. don't want to play the too quick. They don't want to play Collingwood's game. And it worked probably to an extent for three quarters, mm-hmm. but then the foot to the floor in the last quarter. So that's going to be interesting to see whether to other teams um, continue to use that going forward, Daisy. But another big tick. I mean, you look at, if you go broad brush on Collingwood, at the end of last year, and I was in this boat, I thought, hang on, did Collingwood, a few lucky wins, some tight wins, they're 7-1, and one, mm. eight rounds in. We like Geelong and Melbourne, but this has been a big tick for Collingwood to navigate this start of the season, right? Well, we'll promise by Craig McRae that the close wins from last year, yes, there might be a few this year, but they should now be three and four goal victories. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. yeah. The yesterday, last year, would have been a, a five-point shootout, and then they just fall in again with yeah. a, a better system and structure. Mm. Yeah. Five points up at three-quarter time, and then just to mm. go on with it the way they did. Mm. They say, regardless, if they're behind or if they're in front, you've got to go the full distance with them and that's what they're proving. There's so much to like about this Collingwood side. I think Mason Cox back in, yes, he he had a few, you know, he was okay. But just structurally, for them just to have another big man in the in the side, structurally, I think it's going to be very important for them moving forward. But Brody Meyercheck, five goals. He's such a wonderful, wonderful story, you know, in its own right. But that soccer goal was insane. Unbelievable. Um, so you know, Jack Ginevan, he got, he came in as the sub for Bobby Hill, mm. um, who wasn't able to impact. He had immediate impact when he came in. So mm. there's just so many players that, yeah. that you know, they're not re- relying on a handful to get the job done, yeah. the Pies. They, they've got a full team yep. that's just complete and utterly, you know, bought into their, their yep. structure and their system and it's paying dividends. It but. was a good game with plenty to like. Mm. A little bit to dislike as well, unfortunately, with yes. the booing of the champion mm. Lance Franklin. Your takes on that? Mm. What What was that? Because uh, I, I'm very passionate about, oh, when I got, heard it. You got a good radar for this, Abby. This absolutely annoyed the shit out of me. Yeah. yeah. Um, because if Buddy Franklin, a great like this, mm-hmm. is getting booed at the MCG, a, a premiership player, 100 goals in a season, 1,000 goals throughout his career, what hope does players like Jason Horn Francis have? Yeah. You know, when they're just starting out their careers, is is that going to be something that then Jason Horn Francis he goes if I'm if I play three hundred games, am I still going to cop this? Yep. If I win three, four flags, however many it is, right. am I still going to cop this? Because Buddy Franklin is one of the greats of our game, and that really annoyed me. And Nathan Buckley this morning went absolute ham as yep. well on on Pies supporters and yep. said that is the most ridiculous thing I've ever seen. Can you count out racism? You can't. When Adam Good, when this happened to Adam Goods, right? The AFL said. And I don't mind saying this. Yeah, I said, don't talk about it, right? It'll just go away. It's like, oh, but is it racism? Oh, I don't know. We'll just, we'll, just, um, we'll just ignore it, right? And then it got to the point where it ran him out of the game. And then the AFL has since said, right, sorry, we should have stepped in here. We didn't read the room correctly. And now we've got Lance Franklin, who's, as you said, Abby, an absolute champion of the mm-hmm. game getting booed. I went to the footy yesterday, and this is what I genuinely thought, Buddy's playing. You beauty. If I'm going to the cricket, I see Virat Kohli yeah. play. Yeah. I sat in New Yorker. Can't wait to see this bloke back today. Even if he's on the other team, why aren't we celebrating these players? And and you've got to ask the question, I think, 
Is it racist? I would be incredibly, incredibly disappointed. And it gets me emotional if this had anything to do with Buddy's race. And the AFL this week only came out with the the life bans, which credit to them and I applaud them for doing that. Because if anybody comes out and goes to a footy game and racially vilifies one of the AFL's players, you know, coaches, support staff, then they should absolutely get a life ban. There's no... There's no reason f- to think that it is racism in just the purest sense, but when you go back to the history of it yeah, and the Adam Good the stuff, mm-hmm. there is some sort of correlation you can draw. So if you don't boo at all, that's completely fine. There's no question raised whatsoever. Mm. But when we see champions of other clubs who are a fair skin, white mm. people go out there and not get booed, yep. and then when you go back to history, Adam Goods, uh, yep. First Nations person, as yep. his buddy Franklin start to get booed, yep. Their comparisons can be drawn. So, therefore, if you are a Carlton fan, a Collingwood fan, I should say, don't boo. It's simple. Don't boo. Whatever your motive, and if it isn't racism but it can be construed that way, don't do it. That's the simple answer. And that's what Bucks was saying this morning on radio. He he was saying that your football club is doing great things this Mm. year, great things Mm. on the field, um, around club land. They've got a really good vibe within the playing group. Everyone loves each other. That needs to extend yep. to well, behind the fence as well. We yep. lauded them only weeks ago on Anzac Day for not booing the Essendon players when the captain got up and Nick Dacos got up and said, thank you, Essendon, yes. for such yeah. a great and brilliant game. Yep. Years past, there would have been a staunch booing of that and we thought they'd evolved under the Craig McRae mm. system. I love the fact that Craig came out again and said, we don't boo as a household. Yep. It's not something we do. So hopefully the Pies fans listen yep. to that. Yep. Go to the footy, be passionate, yep. but there is no need to boo someone for absolutely no reason, yes. purely because they are a champion. Like Your it. second big news yes. point. Jacob Van Ruyen, this strikes at the heart of the game. I think oh. this is the most polarised. MRO case in my time potentially. It has absolutely wound people up. And Jonathan Brown says that if Jacob Van Ruyen, if this two-match ban is upheld, he says it'll be the worst decision he's ever seen in the history of the tribunal. Daisy, you were passionate about this issue also. Is it a, was it a genuine attempt to spoil or was it a careless act? What did you think? Couldn't agree more with JB on that, yep. Big John O'Brown. The fact that if it is upheld, the game's gone ridiculously too far. Yep. Yes, you have to protect the head. But the that was a, a, a genuine well, attempt at a spoil. And yeah. I think the fact that people are saying he's not looking at the ball and he's looking at the man yeah. almost helps his case because if you're looking at someone and you want to go and absolutely belt the suitcase out of them and <laughs> clean them up, yes. you wouldn't just get them with the inside little bit of your bicep. That's You'd get them point. with the middle of your fist. He didn't and punch the, him in the head. No, he was trying yes. to hit the ball and in, trying to miss him. Yes. He's clipped him with the inside of a bicep. Mm. I think this will be thrown out. We shouldn't even be talking about it. Yep. Understand to some degree what the MRO is doing in yep. saying and they have an obligation. Yep. But if you break it down, he didn't get subbed out with thoughts of concussion. No. It was because there was an issue with his neck and he Precaution. Thought, mm. Precaution. So just because of that doesn't mean that the yep. grading should be so severe yep. that you're looking at two weeks for that. I think it's ridiculous <laughs> and I would be absolutely astonished if it doesn't get thrown out. Yep. The result of it, as you said, if it was a head injury and he was subbed out with concussion, then that... You yeah, know. And, and if he that did that... But to be precautionary yeah. because he heard his neck crack. Mm-hmm. And if he did that motion and he came back and he had a swinging arm and yeah. hit him with the forearm or the fist to the head, give no him two dramas. weeks, no dramas. If he comes flying back and puts his knee through his face looking at him, yep. no dramas. Yep. That motion is a footballing act. That is zero weeks. Fair enough, a free kick on the night. Yep. Mm. Leave it at that. Devil's advocate for a second. Is it a good thing that an incident like this is picked up by the MRO and then presented at the tribunal for it to be explained, if you know what I mean. I I sort of feel like I don't mind that this is still picked up to this extent 
and then and then debated. So you can get exactly yeah, that sort yeah. of explanation. Because with the with the head high hits, like if that had happened five, would you accept if that had happened five or six times a game? Yeah, like, yeah that would be a worry for them. me. Yeah. No, I think it does. Yeah. There's no doubt that there's spoils that you know someone gets from behind yeah. and you you hit them with a bicep. You need a deeper look, right? I think Which it's is still what important. This process does. Yes, I think it's still important for these incidents to mm. be brought to the attention of the MRO. Mm-hmm. But you look at the Tom Lynch one a yeah. few weeks ago. What did he get? Three weeks? Three yeah. weeks? Four weeks? Down to that none. That got thrown yeah. out. Yeah. And and that does it brings these incidents to the attention of them. Yep. To say actually no, this was a football action. There's yep. not much he could have done. You know, Otherwise, yeah. The MRO, though, is meant to be adjudicating on AFL and footballing actions. Yeah. Because once it goes to the tribunal, it becomes lawyer mumbo-jumbo. <laughs> it becomes discussing the mm, yeah. detail in and how the wording is of a, you know, yeah. any player it's in a It's a tough fest. watch. I've sat in a lot of yeah, them. Yeah, well, I've, tough. I've been there trying to get myself <laughs> off a couple of cases. One for calling an umpire a cheat, so don't do that. Uh, the third big story of the weekend. I think I covered that story. I Mate, think... never have I been more embarrassed when I had to get up I've and been... they said, is this the agreed facts, Mr. Thomas? And it's a court, so you have to say yes. Would you care to read them out? And I said, uh, I looked at umpire Barlow and I said, you, and all I heard was the typewriters going at the journos. I'm just sitting there. It's Tuesday. I'm not as passionate as I was on Saturday. Christ. Seven and a half thousand dollars later, I walked out, shook a hand and went home and licked my wounds. Anyway, enough about me. Third biggest story. Well, I think I wrote that back page and I might bring it in. I might bring it in. Do it. Um, I'll sign it for you. The Saints. You're a marvel. The You're Saints. Marvel, the Dale. Saints have been a, yes. a revelation, but one of their players in particular. Yes. Thank you for the throw, Daisy. Liam Stocker, I want to ask about him because he had 25 possessions for St Kilda. Now, I didn't get to watch this game closely. I've heard it might have been one of the worst of all time. Did you watch the St Kilda win over North Melbourne, Abby? Seven points at halftime the Kangaroos had. Oh, boy. That's a real stinker. However, what about Liam Stocker? So this is a guy... You know, we know the story. Carlton traded that uh, first-round pick to get him. He brought in, lasted four years, played 20 games and was cut last year. Mm. To a bit of a surprise to a lot of people. They didn't give him a whole lot of time. Yet this second chance at the Saints, Abbey, he has become a key player. And Stephen Silvani joined forces with Ross Lyon to try and get this bloke's talent out. And it must be said, after the performance yesterday, I'm thinking they have found one off the AFL scrap heap. For nothing. What Definitely. You I think yeah. he's certainly putting together a season. There's no doubt about it. But yep. it's different players slot into different systems yep. differently. You know, if that makes sense. So you They've look at even Mason Wood, Mason Wood yep. this year, or the last few years, what he's done at St Kilda since coming over from North as well. Yep. But Liam Stocker, he's certainly been a fine for them. There's no doubt about that. He went away in the off season after getting delisted. And worked very, very hard. I saw him in at Hurt Locker a couple of times. Oh, yeah. I don't find Work, that joint. I've been once. <laughs> Working the pads. Working the pads. No, but you go there to be put into some pain. Mm. Yeah. I'll be on. I train there every morning. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, but look, he, he got himself incredibly fit. Yeah. He, he chased that second chance and that next opportunity, and yeah. the Saints have found one, and he's delivering for them. So yeah. it's great to see. Did the Blues make a mistake, Daisy? No, uh, no. They traded up because they saw this potential. Yeah. So they, Stephen so, Silvani, when they traded up, saw this potential. Why'd they give him the ass? They weren't able to get the best out of him. And he wasn't able to get the best out of himself. There comes a point where you have to continue to make these decisions on a list as who's going to take us forward. And the way mm. Liam was playing and presenting himself wasn't to the standard that the Blues like. So are they at fault? 
Well, they've tried their best. They gave him however many years. Four. It was a kick up the backside yeah. I think he needed. Go away, go, Christ, I'm not just going to get away on talent alone. Mm. I need to pull my finger out. I need to look at a few issues, readdress maybe why I wasn't able to fit into, one, probably the locker room, but also the club and the mm. side, yep. and then try and improve on that. So you've got to take your hat off to the so, kid. So maybe this is a case of he, he needed he needed he the needed, lemon and sus. He needed mm. to kick up the backside. Because otherwise you don't. Not putting in that effort. It was he. It wasn't doing hurt locker at Carlton. No, for and, and there's no bigger foot up the arse than potentially having your dream taken away from yeah. you. Yeah. So to have that there and going, crikey, I'm yeah. Yeah, I'm 22 years of age. Mm. I've worked my backside off, I think, to get to this point, but yeah. it's obviously not good enough. So how do I improve? Found a way. Well done to him. And team success is built around individuals playing their role for yes. a team. Yeah. And if your role at Carlton didn't suit, doesn't didn't suit you, yeah. it doesn't fit with with your maybe physical attributes mm. or, or your skills, mm. and then you go yeah. into a different environment, yeah. you, you're required to play a role which suits your game to a T. Yes, different. great point. Yeah, and last point on this, Daisy. You reckon, I think over a decade, Liam Stock is not the only talented young player who hasn't got the best out of himself for Carlton. No. Oh, yeah, I would say... Pointing it on Carlton, there's history's riddled with sides that have had talented players and they've left and gone to Geelong, for instance, and become better players. True, yeah. So anyway, you don't, you don't yeah. think does, does, it doesn't suit the narrative that we're peeking were you going on the Blues. Somewhere else? He was. He was pointing um, it straight at the Blues. I'm just, I'm just saying. Is there um, another name you want to throw up? Or? Um, well, the Blues broadly, and maybe this might come up in the headlines, but are we guess starting to get nervous about Michael Voss and his future? You know what? You can do it. You can save it for the headlines okay. because they'll be coming up next. Really hot start for you guys. Jay-Z's headlines coming up. We'll also talk about... The North Saints game plus Essendon and Port, everything else on your Sunday footy on a Monday. This is the Footy Talk Podcast. You're listening to the Footy Talk Podcast. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Listener, please hit the like button and leave us a review or rating. We only accept good ones, so if you don't want to give a good one, you can go jump. New episodes every day at lunchtime. Jay-Z Clark still here, as is Abby Holmes, and it's time for Jay-Z's top three headlines. Yes, a big story out in the West uh, with Jai Cully going down um, with an ACL. That is confirmed. So it's the longest injury list in the game and, and an absolute dagger blow for Adam Simpson, his West Coast Weagles. But the headline is on this. I want your feedback. Well, I don't want the booze. Weagles witch doctor. That's what they need. They need a witch doctor to come <laughs> like in, it. do some sort of rain dance, yeah. bring in juju. They yes. need some sage in that joint. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. Black cats, are they good things or bad things? I don't know. Try a couple of them. Walk <laughs> under a mirror if you need. Under something. a ladder, break a mirror. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure not... you can walk under a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> But that's okay. Like, they do, they do need something. Potato, potato. And on the back of that, we send Jai Cully our oh. very best. From everyone here at the Footy Talk Pod, yes. we send you our best because it is a yes. good story, him getting picked up, yeah. getting his opportunity. Yeah. This sucks, but he'll be back bigger and better. He was teary at quarter time after getting sort of the news that his ICL might be busted. So you feel for him, but I think they need a witch doctor or something to yeah. turn to juju, as you say. <laughs> um, second one, orcs, hawks. Totes, Hawks, Hawks. So we've got a situation where over the Hawthorne racism investigation, they're wanting to be a mediation process uh, for Alistair Clarkson, Chris mm. Fagan, and the victims, uh, alleged victims of this situation. Now, heading down a legal path, it was getting really difficult. So in an attempt to try and find a result to this really difficult situation, there is faint hope of a mediation 
process, but even that is complex at the, at the moment. So is it the mediation process, but also the caveats around that? Yes. That is the issue. And the caveats are basically wanting an apology for Al- from Alistair Clarkson, Chris Fagan and Jason Burt as part of it, but where Clarkson and Fagan are saying, hang on. Uh, is an apology they, and admission yeah. of and guilt. It, well, well, can we work through the situation before we work out yeah. who's Fag- so- sorry or not? Fags was saying last week that he hasn't even been interviewed yet. He yeah. hasn't even had his opportunity to have a say. Yep. So therefore, if you're then just getting thrown into a, you know, a, a mediation yep. kind of situation when you haven't even had your say. Yep. People around this close to it are saying it is as difficult as issue as they've mm. ever, uh, ever seen in Australian uh, sport. Understandably. Yep. And yeah. we hope that the, everyone gets their say and yeah. the correct outcome is yes. reached and everyone feels that they've been heard and they've supported. been apologised and supported yeah. too, if that's what's required. I agree. Natural justice, crucial in this one. Anyway, uh, your number three. Yes. What about Great Scott? We've talked a lot about oh, Ross Lyon. Not- oh, jeez. I thought you were going to go Scott Penry. I was about to leave. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going down. Do you know that Jay-Z has a crush on Pen? It was like loves him. Yeah, but like, doesn't everybody? Posters yeah, on the wall. You, Abby. No, you love fire. My wife <laughs> made me... <laughs> My wife made me take them down Did right you? out of the bedroom. She no. said, this is getting a bit creepy. Do you have your favourites though, Jay? Because I've got favourites. I don't know. We're yeah. probably not meant to, but I was saying this to Daisy when I walked in today. Yeah. Yep. How, so, did, how did you say when the word Nat 5 came up, how did you react? Well, it was one of my favourite moments. And, of... and the reaction was? <laughs> 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 True or false? Yes. It was always uh, going to be. There might be a little bit of truth to that. He's a big listener too, so. Yeah, two-time Brownlee medalist. There was always going to be a uh, sound effect with that. My favourite players are, off the top of my head, uh, Braden Maynard. Yeah. Love his aggression. Mm-hmm. I love Cozzy Pickett. Yeah. And um, Nick Natanui back in the day. Oh, no Scott Penelbury. Interesting. Um, well, he's implied. He's implied. I've hijacked your top three. You're right. Scott, Great Scott. Something. Brad Scott, we talked a lot about the changes that uh, Ross Lyon and the input he's had at St Kilda. I think it's been a big tick for Essendon yesterday. Yes, they went down um, to Port Adelaide, who were very inaccurate. But for four-fifths of this game, Essendon were right up to it into their eyeballs. And they're having trouble um, from a key defensive perspective. Tom Hawkins kicked eight on them last week. Charlie Dixon loomed large. Jaden Laverde's out of the team for Essendon. And I would say probably, Abby, they would, they would need another quality key defender would be high on their shopping list because the big forwards are mm. really having an input against, yeah, impact against them. Yeah, that would certainly be on their shopping list. There's no doubt about it. But, yeah. yeah, as you said, Brad Scott, yes, they, they don't unfortunately leave Adelaide with the points, but they did have a crack. Um, Port Adelaide, very, very inaccurate, I might mm. add. 12 goals, 20 behind. To yep. The Bombers, 13 goals, 9. And Andrew Phillips, he had a set shot to tie in did the final Did you see the minute. vision of that? Distance. It looked like it was going through. The host broadcaster had shown the vision from behind and it looked like it was going to go through oh dear. and then it drops Drop on short. the line. That's not the first time that's happened this no. season. No. The death metal man. Um, <laughs> are we concerned as to what they've beaten though? Hawthorne yeah. to the tune of 59, the, the Suns by 28, they've lost to St Kilda, they've beaten the Giants that look like they're going to be also runs this year mm-hmm. and then they've, the D's. The D's is probably the only real scalp they Gather got around. in that's an big. absolute yep. uh, wet fest. Mm. I just think that under Ben Rutten, I didn't know what Essendon was going to produce from a week-to-week basis, yep. right? I didn't know whether they were going to win by 30 or lose by 80. You could flip a coin on Essendon every week. This, I feel like this season, you know they're going to come with a strong intent. They're yep. going to be around the mark if they and they can turn the momentum in games. Like against Geelong, they could have won that by 100 and they were able to hang in there. Again, yesterday, hostile territory in Port Adelaide. As you say, mm-hmm. Abby, Phillips kicks that set shot and they almost oh, pinch yeah. victory. So they've got a defensive seal about them even though they're undermanned back there. So I think, great, Scott, I think we aren't talking enough about um, the impact he's had on that football club. However, last one. I've got a fourth headline today. Ooh, that's, I like it. Yeah. And this has got a question mark on the end, Ooh, which geez. can save a journal occasionally. <laughs> Cross for Voss. 
Now, Michael Voss faces that was the Latin. <laughs> Michael Voss faces the biggest month of his coaching career of the next mm. month. It's a tough run for the Blues. They're going to get to work. They're going to make some running repairs. Daisy and Abby on the ball movement. Can you do that in season? So all summer you say we want to play this way, we want to go down the banana route, and then you get to round eighteen in, and you thought, oh, we need a bit more mango in this smoothie. I love can, his fruits. Can you can you do that? Yeah, they kept, we saw it on the weekend. They changed in game. When, mm. It was just a shame they waited to get to forty points down until they did that. They went through the corridor. They were bold. They had overlap run. And they started to score heavily. They need to understand that there's a fine balance between, and this is the tough thing, because opposition sides are so good at this level at taking away what you want to do. Yep. That's the whole game. But as a side, you have to be able to adapt to that and still have a version of that going forward. Yep. The issue is at the minute when the Blues get their one wood taken away, they sort of have to make it up and that isn't working for them. We saw that yeah. against St Kilda only a couple of weeks ago. So the mango I think smoothie. They, I think they can make a mango tango buzz, uh, <laughs> whatever it is, the, the boost juice. Uh, we thank them for coming on board as a major sponsor next week. <laughs> they do have a big <laughs> month coming up though, don't they, the Blues? So we're oh. going to get a good look at them and see what they're capable of. So Western Bulldogs next week and the Pies, oh. the Swans and the D. Question to finish. Yes. Abby, Yo. are you sure Carlton is going to make the top eight? Are you sure? I was at the start of the year, but from what we've seen, yes, they won by 108 points against West Coast. West Coast but you, you, A waffle side. Yeah, discard that, yeah. I guess. Mm. You're not I'm sure. I'm a bit worried oh, I'm now. Sure. I'm a bit worried now. And as you said, like their, their, their best footy, their aggressive ball movement going forward is so exciting to watch. And why wouldn't you want to go quick and get your Coleman medalist in a one-on-one position inside 50? 100%. But when they don't play that way, yeah, you just struggle to see how they're going to score. If they pinch one of those games, so they get three wins from the next month, they'll yep. be four and a half wins and seven losses. And that'll be after round 12. Yeah. That's oh, probably going to make it hard. You've got to, you've got to win the next eight or nine to be a chance to play finals with how it's looking. So they have a massive month coming up. However, to be the best, you've got to beat the best. Yeah. This could be the catalyst that they need to get their season going. So if we go half full, they knock off three of those sides. We start to talk them about them in a completely different vein. If they don't make the eight, though, Ooh. would this season... Categoric fail. Yeah, it I was going to say the word, the big F word. Yeah, it was a massive failure, well, I would have thought. Look we, at the stock that they have on their list. Brian Cook came out and made some interesting comments, yeah. almost patting that down, that if we do miss finals, it isn't a complete write-off of the year. Yeah. I don't like the fact that that's been said Why at round he, eight. Yeah, you don't. I think he was talking Swahili. Yeah. Yeah, I think he was trying to... Anyway, I'm, I'm alert but not alarmed around the Blues. I think that this next month we'll know a lot more about where yeah. they are at. And as Big I said, test. if they can win three or four, if they win four of them, Great. they'll be near on Premiership favourites and we would have gone, geez, what about a turnaround Michael Voss? We should yep. be building statues. So. And it has happened at the Bulldogs where Luke Beveridge has criticised they lost their first two games by 40 and 50 points. Port um, Adelaide. Ken Hinckley. Yeah. They've won five on the trot. They were calling for his head after the Untenable first couple of rounds. Untenable was one of the words the great choose. We love you, Kenneth. We love you too for coming in on a Monday. This has been the Footy Talk podcast. If you've got a question for us or you want to get involved, jump on the Instagram at footytalk underscore pod or TikTok at footytalkpod. Tomorrow, Joey and Rui with plenty of Footy Talk. This has been the Footy Talk podcast. Listener.